0: Hospitals get the green light to start bringing back elective surgeries with a few conditions. Supplies, accuracy and availability are still hampering widespread testing efforts and Congress nears a fourth coronavirus aid deal. All that and more coming up on today's episode of Just Healthcare Daily. It's Tuesday, April 21st, and I'm Alex Olkin with Just Healthcare Daily, where I get the headlines in health business and policy news in under 10 minutes. If you like the podcast, please leave us a review. It helps other listeners find the show. Now that the initial surge of COVID-19 patients appears to be abating in some parts of the country, hospitals can start bringing back elective procedures. In coordination with the president's plan to reopen America and end lockdowns, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services released guidance about how to restart these procedures. Back in early March, several governors issued orders halting elective surgeries to preserve personal protective equipment, limit the spread of the virus, and make sure hospitals could accommodate a surge of COVID-19 patients. This sudden loss of revenue hit health systems across the country extremely hard, causing many to furlough staff. And many doctors fear patients have been delaying care or avoiding emergency departments even for urgent care like heart attacks and strokes. CMS Administrator Seema Verma said on Sunday, bringing back elective care will be a slow process. And this isn't going to be like a light switch. It's more like a sunrise, where it's going to be a gradual process. And healthcare officials across the country and healthcare systems need to decide what services should be made available. The agency says hospitals need to establish non-COVID care zones, make sure they have enough personal protective gear, and be able to test patients and staff. Just healthcare, as Chas Rhodes says, there's less guidance about what procedures to bring back and when. Hospitals are now trying to figure out which surgeries to bring back in which order and when they can actually open back up. Since the shutdown happened on a state-by-state and locality-by-locality basis, that's how the surgery business is going to crank back up again uh, as well. It's not all going to start nationally at one time. Texas, Oklahoma, and Alaska are among the first states to issue guidance on restarting these procedures. Governors of Texas and Oklahoma said as long as hospitals had enough personal protective equipment and met a few other benchmarks, they could restart surgeries as early as this week. In Texas, hospitals need to reserve 25 percent capacity for COVID-19 patients. Oklahoma and Alaska said facilities needed to consider testing capacity before bringing procedures back. Plans for restarting elective surgeries and reopening the American economy hinge on a consistent decline of new infections, information that we will only know if there's widespread, accurate testing. There are still several testing-related problems. First, the supply of testing equipment. Sunday, President Trump said during the daily briefing that he would be invoking the Defense Production Act to compel Puritan Medical Products based in Guilford, Maine, to make more testing swabs, although he backtracked on that during Monday's press conference. Second, the country is still struggling to get adequate diagnostic testing in place, as it has since the early days of the pandemic. As the New York Times reports, faulty tests from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention delayed nationwide COVID surveillance efforts by about a month. And although diagnostic testing capacity has since increased, it's still uneven across the country and not where many public health experts say it needs to be before reopening the country. Third, in the past few weeks, there's been a focus on antibody testing to see how much of the population has been infected and may now be immune. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo said starting this week, health officials across the state will be testing thousands to see how widespread the infection is. We're going to do that in the most aggressive way in the nation, where we're going to sample people in the state, thousands of people in the state, across the state, to find out if they had the antibodies. That will tell us, for the first time, what percent of the population actually has had the coronavirus uh, and is now, at least short-term, immune to the virus. This will be the first true snapshot of what we're really dealing with. But how reliable are these antibody tests? According to reporting by the New York Times, there are as many as 90 companies, many in China, who are selling tests that haven't even been vetted by the United States government. The Food and Drug Administration warned many of the claims these companies are making are dubious. Even the four companies that have FDA emergency use authorization for tests still have false positives. Infectious disease specialists are concerned that inaccurate results could give people a false sense of comfort that they're protected from getting sick. Negotiations for a fourth coronavirus aid package are set to continue today, after missing a deadline to agree on the terms of the deal Monday. The bill would provide $450 billion in funding to the small business loan program, as well as hospitals, and for increasing testing. Senate Majority Leader Republican Mitch McConnell from Kentucky said another meeting was set for today. And others in the administration said they were confident a deal could be reached this week. The sticking point between Republicans and Democrats is over money for testing. Democrats want more money for testing and aid for states whose budgets have been hard-hit by the crisis. The current proposal includes $25 billion for testing and $75 billion for hospitals. The rest of the money would go to replenishing the Small Business Administration loan program and disaster funds. It ran out of money after approving nearly 1.7 million loans to businesses that applied. Taking a look at healthcare stocks, Rite Aid Corporation shares were up 19.2 percent on the news that the company was expanding on-site COVID-19 testing. Competitor CVS Health Corporation was down 1.6 percent and Walgreens Boots Alliance was down 3.7 percent. The broader sector was down 0.78 percent at the end of the trading day Monday. Thanks for listening to Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Alex Olgan. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news on JustHealthcare.com. Just Healthcare Daily is an independent production of Just Healthcare.